Punkt. Happy New Year, folks. We're back with the United Way. Uh, Damien is away. He will be back next week. He's over in Florence. Uh, so this is episode 21. I'm Al Foran, and I am here. Well, Gary O'Hanlon. Celebrity. Oh, good man, Gary. I don't need to say. Yeah. Celebrity chef, Gary O'Hanlon. Uh, you have your own podcast as well with the Go Loud Network, Dishing It Out. That's it. You're a couple of about eight or nine episodes in. Yeah, I'm not sure. We've recorded the full first season, so I yeah. think there's eight or nine have been released, yeah, but we've we've 12 in the can. And uh, season two, I think, on the way as well. Oh, so good stuff. Delighted. Good stuff. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, well, as I said, I'll have to pop on the podcast yeah, we're as gonna Gordon Ramsay for an hour. <laughs> try, and fool, try and fool the public. Ramsay's <laughs> not replying to my private messages, so you'll just, you'll just, oh, just oh, pretend okay. you're him. And I'll do. Okay. <laughs> Fucking great. Do you know what we may as well do Gordon Ramsay ranting about Manchester United for the next 40 minutes <laughs> oh, yeah ranting yeah I'd say that's all you've done for 21 episodes Al isn't ah, it ah it's tiring it's tiring yeah. you know no we, we, we've had fun but David our producer here you know God bless him he, you know he has to hear the two of us United fans rant. who know yeah David's oh, well, a big United fan that helps <laughs> it, yeah it does help so we're all kind of I mean imagine having you know, a Liverpool fan behind the producer table it'll be a fuzzy sound of show <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually did a, a friend of mine Paddy Murphy was uh, the podcast before I did the United Way he was my co-host and he's a staunch Liverpool fan yeah. and it was the season it wasn't last season it was the season before where we were absolutely dreadful and Oli got the sack yeah. and Liverpool were oh, on the cusp of yeah. winning the quadruple thank God it was only the FA it was FA Cup and League Cup in the end yeah but um, and they won the league during COVID which doesn't really count no it doesn't count doesn't count <laughs> there was yeah, nobody there to see the, the COVID Cup <laughs> just imagine waiting 30 years to win the league I have to say and I despise them with every fibre of my being right mm. but I jeez I felt bad for the fans like that was horrible I think yeah I think considering how long they had waited you know 30 years of pain we waited 26 years and I I lived through every one of them 26 years yeah and to win a league am I right in saying 26 years it was yeah that, you're I, right I, 26, 26 years. years yeah and uh like it was unbelievable. Like I mean, all you know, I don't know what you're younger than me. I'd say oh, I'm 45. So like when I became a United fan, we were brutal for mm. all of my primary school. The second, first day in primary school, sat beside Christian Gurney. He had a Man United bag. His older brother Charlie, Liverpool fan, a year ahead. My older brother Pierce. Yeah. They were best friends, Liverpool fans. So a mixture of can't be the same as your older brother because mm. all you want to do is box his head and play around. <laughs> and literally from the second day in primary school, a United fan, but I, I questioned that many's a day listening yeah. to Paul Stevenson. That was my, another friend of the boys. Liverpool were so prominent. Like there were so many the Liverpool 80s, fans. Late 70s day. Un- unbelievable. And United were poor again around that time, you know. Mm. And Jesus, like, you know, you're te- you nearly be crying listening to the slag. My older brother, he's still to this day, he can just he, he can just say one or two lines in a text message and I see his smug face <laughs> right in front of me and I just want to burst them open, you know what I mean? And it brings me back to being eight or nine and, and not being able to batter him, you know what yeah. I mean? Now I could, but I mean, you can't. You know, we're all civilised human beings now. Well, speaking of texting, you know, we, we are both part of that 
yeah. the Neville wears Prada yeah. WhatsApp group. We get a name change every season. It's Taylor Delaney or Ken Doherty, I think, that throws in the name of the group. <laughs> it is a lonely hearts club of Man United fans. Jesus, I'll tell you what. What so mundane. I've I've hung in there now for a few years. And I'm not leaving until we go through a period of success. Imagine what it's going to be like when we're good. <laughs> You're like, oh, I can't imagine. No, we, we kind of got a, a little taste of it last season. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's just, it's funny though. It is yeah. funny. And I try to chime in with a bit of positivity, you know, and I try and kind of big up a few players and I just get shut down. No. <laughs> and my problem is I'm so emotive, right? I mean, I've I've always just been reactionary. I, I, I say what I think right away. And obviously in that form, many do. But I think to myself, you know, you have somebody, you know, I have a great friend on there, David Grant. I play golf with Dave a yeah. lot. Like, you know, he's he's an ex-Met police. He's a, he's a tough dude or whatever. But, it's, you know, he's a softly spoken dude. Connor Pope, who I, I pass many a time in the 6 o'clock studio or today's studio. Yeah intelligent man softly spoken and then I go on there and have a fucking meltdown about Aaron Wan-Bissaka and I, and I instantaneously I'm like Jesus they're going to think I'm a fucking thug like you know what I mean I was like why did you have to just swear or why did you have to say it like that but I, you'd be watching the game man right and and it just drives it you it takes like, over of course yeah it it's a light switch you're just so frustrated yeah, you know? well, I think Anthony is the the oh, biggest he, well, topic he, of he's the common conversation <laughs> in, in that in that group. Yeah, how bad is he? It's like how bad a fucking footballer? Sorry, I shouldn't swear. No, you're crying. How grand. bad is that prick? <laughs> he's awful. Yeah, he is fucking awful. I think his issue is he doesn't express himself enough going forward. He constantly cuts back. Uh, he's so dependent on that left it's peg. The, it's the cutting back, right? I mean, I was a decent amateur player. Like, I, it, you yeah, know, I was a far better footballer than I'm a golfer. I wish I'd have stuck at golf a bit longer, <laughs> but I did. I played at a good level yeah. in Boston for many years. Loved the game, but a student of the game, no more than yourself. Like, I'd, I'd like to think I could hold a conversation about football with anybody. Yeah, and from. Under eights, tens, elevens, I cannot think of a manager I ever had that would have tolerated Anthony. Yeah. The way he goes forward, checks back. How uh, easy, how easy for a left full it's to so defend easy. that fucker. Unbelievable. I was over they're rubbing their hands before the game. Every every left back in the Premier League. Because he is And a goalkeeper most... as well. I mean, he's yeah. a one trick pony with the shot. You're like, just cover your far right post when he's when he when he's cutting back in. I remember he took a shot with his right foot against Chelsea in his first season. You probably and I couldn't believe it. The, I could not believe it. It was the most <laughs> amazing thing I've ever it was like when um Valencia crossed I think he he crossed with his left foot yeah. once. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, what yeah. has happened? He was here? another one trick pony, but he was a he was a very direct yeah. right full. And, and also he benefited from the system that he played yeah. in under Fergie. Yeah, you know? no, Anthony's a real cause for concern. And actually a, a couple like I stayed in Dublin last night because I was I was coming in here to see you today and uh a, a couple of people are big fans of the restaurant show when they came over and yeah. introduced himself. And a lovely couple from, from Navin. Liverpool were playing Arsenal. I was in queues. The TV was on silent above mm. our heads. But when Liverpool scored, he had hopped off the seat and I thought, here we fucking go. Like, <laughs> and one of these boys. And then as he jumped up, I went for fuck sake. And that was the icebreaker. <laughs> he was in. The conversation started. He said, look, I'm a big fan of the restaurant. And anyway, his wife then landed and joined us. We we're chatting away. And the conversation came up about Howland. 
and I said to him, like, I feel so sorry for Hoyland. Yeah. I was over at the Villa game, right? Luckily, I've I, seen I, that. Yeah, what a cracking you, you, game! You, you brought your son. I took my wee yeah. boy Ollie. I bought him a wee treat for Christmas, ah, and I took him over to the St Stephen's Day game. But the first half, I was in the Stratford end. First half, Leon Bailey Al was was playing right wing for Villa. Blew me mind. Me yeah. up close and personal. His effort, his speed, funny, isn't he? His directness. What a player! But getting balls in, swinging yeah. them in, beating a player, whipping, whipping, whipping. And I said to this gentleman, Paul, last night that I met, I said, you know, Van Nistelrooy would have blown up Carrington. Like, he would have blown up the, mm. the cliff or whatever they were training in his day. Yeah. I said, you know, famously, he got Ronaldo by the throat and had that fight one time that Ronaldo checked and never yeah. whipped in the ball. And then for a striker like Van Nistelrooy, the run's obsolete then. It's yeah. too late. You, you, The defender, the half a yard that you have that a Lineker would get, that a Fowler would get, that a yeah. Shearer would get, it's it's gone. Like, that, that was the... That's the moment to get it in. With Anthony... You're watching them. You're waiting. You're waiting, and then it's it's if it's not coming in, and if it does come in, you, you can put a stamp on it. You know where it's going. Yeah, and it's and it's silly. And I said, you know, unless we drastically change our approach to that kid, he's going to end up leaving, going to a team that actually plays to suit him. Yeah, because when he does get on the ball, he looks like he has a finish in him. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know a player in the professional game playing up front that gets less service than a Man United it's, striker. It's absurd. Isn't it? They serve it. And I it's think, insane. I think, you know, the last bit of hope we have is probably Ahmad coming in. Yeah. And replacing Anthony. Is he Anthony. injured? He, he, yeah, he's been injured since uh, pre-season. He yeah, because he had, a, he had a fabulous season last season. It's I know he was in the championship, yeah. but I tell you, the championship is no easy league, Al. No, it's not. No. It's it's not an easy and league. And he stood out a mile last yeah, year. Massively so. Yeah. I I think him coming back, he's he he you know, he, he can get you goals from the wing, but he's much more of a prominent creator. And that's what they need. Oh I you know, Garnacho's fantastic as well, but there's just not enough yeah. creativity coming he's, from He's Garnacho. another season of strength away, I think, from being yeah. a finished article. Like he, there's there's a bang off the early Ronaldo years off him where Yeah, there what, is. You remember the United years where you'd see a, a young player like oh. that and they come back from a preseason and all of a sudden you're like Jesus, he looks a foot taller. Yeah. De Gea really stood out a mile. He was so slight, couldn't even fill the jersey. And Mass, then all of a yeah. sudden, he appeared one year. I was like, oh, wow. And he looks he's like a keeper out a now. Bit more, yeah. Rashford went from being scrawny as well to just huge. Yeah. I remember Kino in his first couple of seasons. He looks, he played hard, but he looked small in the Sometimes kit. Sometimes that can be detrimental to a player, though. Well, it depends on the Martial. position. Yeah. True. Depends on the position, really. The only thing wrong with Martial, and look, I work in France. I split my time between Lurie and mm. the Loire Valley and Paris. Yeah. And I'm around a lot. I mean, not to completely taint a whole country with the same work ethic as Martial, but it's not far off. Yeah. The fucking French don't kill themselves, brother. They yeah. have... They have a different attitude to work and graft. I can tell you now for yeah. nothing. They, if there was work on the floor, you know, work in the bed, they'd sleep on the fucking floor. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Yeah. Marshall, I loved, as a chef, the old French league, MLS. You know, when I worked in Ireland, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, you'd be finishing work quite late. So you'd be watching all these obscure leagues, and I used to finish maybe seven or eight early enough on a Sunday 
and that would go to bed or the kids would be in bed. And there was always a late game in France around yeah. 9 o'clock or whatever it would be. And then there'd be a late MLS game. So I remember Almiron when he was at Atlanta or whatever. Yeah. He was just, I mean, it took him a few years to break into Newcastle, but stood out a mile. Yeah. Marshall at Monaco. Oh my God. What a baller, dude. No. I mean, when we signed him, I was staying in Lisbon at the Four Seasons. The week we signed him, <clears throat> France were playing Portugal, in Portugal. The mm. French team checked into the hotel. Foreign Legion travels with the French team. So if you, even if you get up to walk anywhere, there'll be a boy following you with a gun. But I got a hold of the GM, whatever, and got Marshall yeah. over. And I said, your first game is going to be against Liverpool. I says, you need to know, get a goal in that game and you'll be a fucking hero forever. Sure enough. You you said the, said it right to Marshall, to Marshall. in the hotel, yeah. Wow. And I says, and he goes, oh, Mr. me. He hadn't a word of English, so there was a, a dude there translating. Translating it for him. Yeah. And um, next thing, first game off the bench, I believe, and he got the Stratford end winner against Unbelievable. Liverpool. Unbelievable. And I was like, why did I not give him a celebration? I was like, <laughs> I should have fucking told him how to celebrate. But yeah, I Unbelievable. Me, me and Frankie Fish, yeah, a buddy of mine owns a restaurant in Westport. We were there on an eating trip for four days. And and they were in the hotel, yeah. And fucking, he went out and he scored. Yeah. And you just thought, to me, oh, it was like it was a, a, at the time a superstar. Was See, born. was Anthony no debut against Arsenal? Against am I right Arsenal, or wrong? Yeah, scored yeah. a good goal <clears throat> as well in that game. And you think with oh, the Marshall one, here we are, just something. Oh man, very special work. about that. But I was over at, in the first season. He played as well. I had a. I don't often have a bad <clears throat> seat in Old Trafford, but. It was actually a great seat if you wanted to be close. I was on the halfway line, but I was only about yeah. six rows back. I was too low, if you know what I mean. But the only the one benefit off it was you, you could hear the players chatting with each other, which was kind of yeah. cool because you never really get that no matter unless you're right on the pitch. But that first half of that game, Marshall was down my side and James had just owned Viewmount House where I worked was with me and we mm. were blown away by the speed of his feet. Yeah. Like we were right there and I was just like... Jesus, if ever you wanted to know how yeah. far away from that level you are, yeah. is, is, is sit that close to them. It just hit different. It felt different. But, you know... The question you, is, how has he lost that? But if you don't have the desire, Al, it doesn't matter well, if you're a plumber, it is, it's the work a chef, yeah. a comedian, an engineer. The only difference between good and great is graft. Yeah. <clears> at anything, <throat> at anything. I mean, to have speed and talent. I mean, you can't teach speed. You just can't. Well, I always thought Martial, I, I always compared him to Anelka. Now, Anelka, he had fantastic first few years at Arsenal. Then he went to Real Madrid and he kind of slumped. Then he went to a few mid-table clubs. Yes. Man City, Liverpool, <laughs> if you wanted to call him a mid-table club at that he point. Liverpool. Bolton. Yeah, and he was at really? Bolton as well. He was at City, Liverpool Bolton, I remember. Bolton before he went to Chelsea. And he kind of had a bit of a, res of a resurgence. Uh, at Chelsea mm -hmm. he, he was top scorer in 2009 yeah. but he I always thought of him and Martial and yeah. uh, you know in, in the same kind of manner the same you well, know they proved they, it to they, be they, quite similar yeah even at but, but an, an, an Elka in a sense he persevered and he actually yeah he dug deeper he, he, yeah. dug well, deep, Anelka and he had ended up decent, winning trophies at Chelsea yeah he, Anelka had a, has had a far better career short lived as it might have been again though it's easy to lose his career in your mind because you're comparing it maybe to Rady or Thierry Henry yeah. who were just insanely good. Yeah. She's an Alka with some player. 
Oh, back at, when he was with Arsenal in the I late mean, if you, I'm sure you listen to other boys and ex-pros chatting about it, but you'll often hear the likes of Merson or Wrighty over the yeah. years at different shows or whatever, like saying the first time they saw him at training and playing. I mean, he was a frighteningly yeah. quick oh, player. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. But as well, it's funny you say that as well about Martial, when you were watching him at Monaco. It's crazy to think... Was it a season or two later they produced Mbappe? Yeah. You know, and he got promoted into that team and he scored 20, it was 26, 27 goals yeah. in his debut season. What a baller. But another one with a shit attitude. Apparently. Yeah. By all, I mean, there's there's no smoke without fire, and by all means. No, there's nothing apparent you know, about it. It's, fa- it's fairly obvious. Yeah, but I mean, like, Neymar and Messi were there and he didn't like being in the shadow of the boys. I mean, nobody's. Well, now he doesn't he's, He doesn't like it still. It affected them all, though, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, he wanted to be the man. You're like, oh, dude, like, fucking chill out. Like, it's yeah. Messi. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with yeah. playing second fiddle to him. And that's a Messi that was on the downward spiral as well. Yeah. You know, the latter, not spiral, but the end of his career. Yeah. Pretty much. You know what I mean? But um, you'd it's hope The common that, denominator here. Yeah, the, it's French. The French attitude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could write a book about them at this stage, man. <laughs> five years. Five years of trying to get a French, French man to graft at work. It's not easy done. Yeah, but... Griezmann, yeah. Well, Griezmann is back at Atletico now and he's balling. And he's also playing in a midfield role for France. And he's he's had a bit of a, of a, of a resurgence. His vision, dude, was it the last World Cup or the last Euros? I, I get confused with... Euros. It was yeah, the Euros. He played, or was it not the World he, Cup? Did he play midfield? He played midfield, France? sorry. He he was spraying some balls and that there. He was did you, did you watch the Griezmann documentary on Prime? No. No. You should. Because it's unbelievable how much of a grafter that kid is. Is he? It yeah. would blow your mind. It was Real Sociedad that took him in. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was Sociedad. And, yeah, and I'll tell you who he has an unbelievable, unbreakable bond with Bond with is, uh, what do you call the big Uruguayan centre half? Jimenez? No. No, he's, he's, is he Uruguayan? Oh. Jimenez. What's his name? I think he's a centre half for Atletico as well. He made it retired um, last year. Oh, um, Coates. No, is it? no, no. It'll come to me. But anyways, the two boys are like brothers, and I yeah. think your man with a starts with a G, does it? Jesus, that's going to annoy is it me. G- him, G- him and a, um, Barella. No. no, I think it's him and his, it, but it's his name starts with a G instead oh, of right. as as a J. Yeah, right. Maybe it is. It's him. Yeah. He wears the number five, I think, for Uruguay as well, or he would have done. Yeah. Anyway, he I think he was at I think he was at Sociedad possibly at the time. Yeah. And and took in because he was so small. But he was very young leaving his mommy and daddy and whatever. It's a really, really good documentary, yeah. I have to say. And I mean it's one of them things I wouldn't normally watch it. I was like, Oh, here's a bit flouncy, like I'm not sure. Yeah. And I started into it one night and I thought, Jesus, no, like this is actually quite good. And it ended mm. up, I was glad I watched it then in the end up, you know. Yeah. If it's still there, it's a couple of years ago since I watched yeah. it. I started the Analco one as well and I just couldn't watch it anymore. Like it was decent, yeah. but he just was too moody and fucking what? it was the paper. The me. papers used to brand him Lissulk. Lissulk. <laughs> that's right. That's um, right, yeah. Just moving away from that, I want to get your views on the takeover. Um, Ratcliffe has, was in Carrington this week. Mm. Uh, you see in the picture with him and Cats on reception. I put it into the WhatsApp group. He met with Ten Hag, him and him and Brailsford. What's your What's your view on this? Do you know my initial view on it? Al was disappointment in the fact that we never sold fully for a yeah. start, albeit 
it was probably going to be money coming from a bad place, but that's where all the money's coming from and everything at the minute. So yeah. you either suck it up, stop driving your car, or stop flying, because none of us are saving the world. And if they want it, they were going to get it. Yeah. I was disappointed initially. I have to say, I've loved all the talk that's that's coming out of the club this yeah. week. I love the fact that they went in. They look to be going into the nuts and bolts of the club and meeting mm. everybody that matters, spending time where it matters. All the chat already is about maybe offloading Casemiro. Now, I'm the biggest Casemiro fan going. I think now, it's the right move, though. I let, love him, he too. He let me down, though, because he was, he, wa he was walking into Old Trafford for the Villa game. He had, he had head covered and I was just looking it was me we Ollie and I was at Casemiro I said oh Cass goes please sign something for the wee boy or whatever and he goes no 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 and I was like come on dude I was like it's only us but he didn't want to be seen he was just just by pure chance yeah. we had about 15-20 yards together as we walked in security guard let him in you know where the players go in on yeah. the bus and he wouldn't sign something for the wee boy and uh, I fucking have to say man I was like you arsehole yeah. you know what I mean that but is look, disappointing I, he came back, <clears throat> typical Brazilian, enjoyed his summer, came back a mess after yep. pre-season. And that really bothered me. For somebody that did lead, for ex by example, and you know, you imagine that header against Chelsea, the late goal was yeah. the winner, I think, last year or early last season. You know, He got bored he, quickly, didn't he? Yeah, but mm. he just, <clears throat> he doesn't have the legs now for it. So all of that noise of, the likes of him getting rid of him Marshall I believe they might take a small offer just to offload him oh, stuff yeah. like that <clears throat> but look Varane too I know he was fantastic against Liverpool but I think you need to bring in two, a, young, two. a younger centre back he's like Bailey he's injured a lot as well injury prone <clears throat> Mass and, and we Casemiro don't, looks like he's heading that way as well. We we have no Injuries. we have no use for that. It doesn't matter. I mean, again, Varane look as a Rolls Royce of a player, but we have him at the latter part of the year. Make no bones about it, Al. If Real Madrid is selling a player, he's done. Yeah, yeah, right. If Real Madrid are selling a player and we're picking up scraps, when did we become the fucking team that somebody went to to wind yeah. out a career? Are you joking me? But sadly, <clears throat> you know, ever since. There's two transfers that never happened that really set off alarm bells for me. And the first one was when Jude Bellingham turned us down, right? And went to Dortmund. Now, you can understand in a way, but a young... Have you read the backstory to that as well? The whole the way why, why, why? Murtaugh. No. Murtaugh and Fergie. No. Oh, yes. About... Murtaugh ushered Fergie away whenever he was yeah. there. At the Murtaugh went, ushered him away. Didn't uh, the whole appeal of Bellingham signing for United was he? He did. He, he came to Carrington. Yes, he did. He to Spent meet the day to, at the club to meet Ferguson and speak to Ferguson for a good hour. Yeah, hour and a half, and Murtaugh completely Shut the door he, he vetoed him. that without telling Belling Bellingham and his camp. Yeah. And so there's a massive conflict between Murtaugh and Ferguson. I think Murtaugh's gone now. He's he? gone now, He's yeah. gone. So there was a massive bit of conflict there. So that shows you how fucking inept and stupid they were. Can you imagine having an asset like that? And anybody, right, and this shite filters up every now and again is, oh, you know, is it beneficial having Sir Alex around? Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you? Of course it, it is. It is beneficial you for, have for those reasons, purely for those reasons. You imagine you have a young lad, right, that say he's 16 or 17, United want to sign him. You're a generational Man United fan. Yeah. 
and you're over there. Are you trying to tell me if Fergie wanted to spend two or three hours with you and your boy, even if you were a Liverpool fan? Yeah. Right? And I'd like to think that a lot of them, I mean, you need the rivalry and you need the whatever, but if Kenny Dongleash and Liverpool want, and there's a better way of looking at it. Yeah. If Kenny Dongleash oh, wants to spend two hours with you, uh, to chat to your, uh, you about your son and you know we're going to put him here he'll yeah. live with his family this is the type of neighbourhood that he'll be living in yeah. and he's not just chatting about the football team or the club he's talking about how he'll be minded whenever you and your wife yeah. are back in Ireland and whatever it'll be you'd be like fucking hell lads I can't believe oh, that Kenny Donnelly's yeah. like met my boy and me like and cared that is unbelievable. And but how out of touch were they? And Bellingham's old man you know, is a as a footballer as well. And yeah. he would have grown up really admiring Fergie. And the brother is is a baller as well. And the second transfer was when Ollie wasn't given Holland. the money to sign Haaland. Mm. And you think to yourself, like, what is going on? I mean, you look at Kenna now, how well he's doing at Ipswich. You look at uh, Carrick, how well he's doing at Middlesbrough. Mm. And then we had Ollie. I mean, all these really, really good people that were involved mm. in the club, that loved the club. And, you know, these arseholes coming in. I, I've, I've been lucky enough in life to be around enough billionaires and millionaires mm. and the, the type of work that I do and private work that I do. These boys don't fuck around. There's no messing. There's yeah. no grey areas. They don't waste money. They have no problem taking time for for end results to be good. Yeah. And you know he's a fan as well. I yeah. believe there's and there's just something. <clears throat> there's something about him. I mean, your man Brailsford or whatever. Obviously, he's he did brilliant things in cycling, whatever. But again, a, a lot he of that he stuff came out and publicly he publicly said that um, he's not he's not he's not like he, he doesn't know too much about football. Yeah. Like to, you know. He doesn't know many of the ins and outs, but yeah. he, like he's come out and publicly said that. Yeah. Now, Woodward was the same. Arnold was the same. They didn't. They didn't state that. Yeah. Woodward didn't have a clue about fucking football. Either did Richard Arnold, but it just shows that Brailsford. But I think wants to get the right people in there. The, yeah. Whether it be Paul Mitchell or um, well, Dougie Friedman's another one for another role. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. as well. So they're getting the right people in there yeah. who understand how the fucking structure will work. Yeah. You know because. Th- there was no structure. There was. I th- literally... Am I right in saying that Clive Woodward? Uh, I could be wrong now, right? But did he was he somebody as well that didn't have a massive uh, background, or he might have had in rugby, but he won the World Cup as the coach of England or whatever. But Southampton brought him in yeah. as well, I think, and there was some sort of thing there, anyways, like about <clears> four least. But it's it's all about psychology as well and then if, so. if you put all the things in place to give these players what they want and you're inspiring them to push on and be at a progressively minded club mm. instead of this backward fucking we used to be good type place we need to shake all of that away but getting rid of the likes of that the absolute scumbag Jaden Sancho out of the club and every time you see a training clip right you watch if you ever see a, over the last couple of seasons when they're doing laps or they're doing pass, whatever, Rashford and Sancho, Sancho are like that there. They're always in the team. They're always jogging as a two. Yeah. They're always on the one-two and whatever's going on. And there is no doubt there's a correlation between his attitude. I got the old famous email of the Premier League lawyers recently. Like I, I, I was watching whatever game it was and I, t- and I re- rewinded it, right? I took a wee video, 10, 11 second video off my own TV of Rashford's effort to chase down a ball, whatever team they were playing. Scoring. You got an email. It fucking blew up, right? It was like 
a million and a half, like in about an hour, it was like a million and a half, yeah. whatever, 600,000 retweets, whatever. And I, when I looked at my phone, I went, oh shit, it goes, that's resonated with people, right? It just went mental, paid no heed to it. Woke up the next day and I had emails from, they came from Germany, but it's Premier League lawyers <laughs> through Twitter, X or whatever. And they were saying that it's a breach of copyright. If you do it again, you know, your account gets shut. And I was like going, I can't take a fucking video off my own TV. What are you on about? Anyways, yeah. I was like, maybe that's all part of rights or whatever. I just thought, Jesus Christ almighty, TV's gone mad. But again, it it really, really bothered me. Like Rashford's effort and Lawrence Kinnan, as you know, Lara and I mm. were chatting about him off air there. We went over, me and Lara went over to the Copenhagen game, right? Yeah. And you know when you're at a game, you can decide. You're not just watching the action. You might look around. But Marshall came on the second half. But every few minutes, Larry was just hopping off his seat going, fucking Jesus. Would you look at Rashford? Would you look at Rashford? Yeah. The ball's coming over and this strolling, strolling. Jersey's out of the, yeah. out of the shorts. and st- Like, it's really, really tough to watch yeah. a player not fucking care. You know, I don't know. On 400 grand a week as well I know just given a huge contract and essentially well we don't know if, if he's sulking or not but it, it seems that he's it's he's doing that with Sancho being exiled Sancho the probably and here I go back to the fucking if he know, was an English he wouldn't even be talked about as a good yeah, player I go back to what's above the manager why didn't they fucking you know why weren't they why didn't they know anything about Sancho's previous attitude at Dortmund yeah yeah, you know the fact that he was constantly late to training because he was up all night playing fucking Warzone on Call of Duty. Yeah, he had the same attitude issues at in City. the youth setup in City. Yeah, and Pep was told of this, and Pep said offload him. Yeah, no way, no way. So th- these, you know, these issues and these problems need to be identified if you are signing a player, especially for obscene amount of money, seventy-five million. Mm. You know. I mean, it doesn't matter the walk of life. I keep going back to it all, right? And, and I put a massive correlation in sport even to my career, right? I mean, I, I've seen many a good palate, good cook. They might be slow, whatever, but they're trying hard or they're really talented, but they don't bother their arse. They slope in just about on time, yeah. five minutes late. I will, have, I will have those chefs out of my kitchen quicker than you could boil water. Yeah. I can tell you now. Yeah. They never, ever, ever would have. Give me the guy that stands beside you and wants to know this, wants to know that. You're always in there 15, 20 minutes early. They say hello to everybody and make themselves a coffee. They get in their uniform. It's ironed. It's crisp. Yeah. It's clean. And they're in their station five or 10 minutes early. That's, that's a grafter. That's somebody yeah. that's that's going to lead by example. But if you have somebody sulking around, doing whatever, everybody else is hashing work, you're coming up to service, everybody's pulling this prima donna because he's over in the corner on his phone, whatever. The whole culture it's, it's of your life, work it's is life gone. lessons in it's general. Life, yeah. You can have all the talent and ability in the world, right? You're not, you're not going to ride along, coast along and get all these opportunities just because you know you have that talent. You need to fucking apply yourself. You need to have work ethic. Yeah. And the problem is as well, uh, maybe Sancho was always like that, but above, they were given contracts to players and it did not match their performances. L- lucrative contracts, yeah. Gary. Yeah. Like some of these players are on 
far more money than you know some of the Liverpool players oh, that I... busted their gut to win the Premier League, yeah. to win the Champions League. You know, you're talking. Some of them are on double the way. Sancho's not even a good player, Al. He's not a bad player. He's, he's got talent. No, he's I, not. I, I, he, I don't know, man. I mean, he, he's got talent. Jesus, it's, it's a bad thing for me. I bet it, you couldn't say you couldn't give me five examples of where he was a worldie. Oh, he was quite, at Dortmund. Like what he what he was doing at Dortmund was unreal. Like he was lighting up that stage. I'm three stone Barcelona. over. I'm three stone <laughs> overweight, and I could still play left fucking wing for some like, teams. In his Dortmund. performances against Barca and PSG in the Champions League. Like he he ripped PSG apart. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. Know, and I think the fact that he's going back to Dortmund because nobody else will take him. Well, I was. Shocked. They know how to manage him. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like, they're happy enough. I was him. really surprised <laughs> that they were taking him. They must be getting the deal of the same. He's, well, he's a modern day brat. I'd love to hear what Dunphy <laughs> oh, take. On imagine Giles and Dunphy on him. <laughs> oh man, I had the I had the honor of playing golf at a dare in a charity for a few days yeah. last year at Fairways for Hope it was an unbelievable event I think it's on at the K Club this year Yeah, it was amazing but I teed off one of the days uh, the same time as Brady so I walked yeah. I walked in with Liam Brady but on sorry on the previous night somebody got a hole in one and oh, wow. about a week before this tournament the Brady documentary aired now yes, I would have yeah. known a bit a good bit about his career but not as much as obviously that was in the documentary. Yeah. And my wife has watched two sports documentaries with me, right, over the last 15 or 16 years <laughs> together. The Shane Lowry open yeah. um, documentary and the Liam Brady one. It was unbelievable. Anyways, uh, we got called over and all the celebs had to sign this flag for the guy that got the hole in one. Yeah. And as I turned around, I'd signed it and turned around and next thing was Liam Brady. I went, oh my God. I says... And I just had one of them moments. I mean, you see celebrities all the time, like real celebs, mm. not fucking me now, but I I completely kind of not lost the plot, but I just went, Jesus, Liam, I have to say, man, thanks for all the memories. I said, yeah. you were some player. And, uh, unbelievable player. I said, you were just unbelievable, man. It goes, and my wife and I, only like a couple of weeks ago, we watched your documentary. I said, you were so brave going to Italy, such a visionary. Yeah. I goes, you, you literally changed every club that you played for but it was as if nobody had ever given him a compliment he completely lit up ah. he was fucking he nearly started crying he was yeah. so happy and I was like Jesus Liam like, I, I'm sure you hear this everywhere you go he goes yeah. no I don't and he says come on and have a drink and, he says, and then we had a drink and he goes what time are you out tomorrow teeing off at 10 off the first he was teeing off the 10th so he says look we'll finish around the one time and next, then I was in the bar and he comes tapping the shoulder well, chef, how are you? And I was like, oh my God, this is the fucking best day of my <laughs> life, right? And I'm already sitting there with Shooter McGavin and, and Boomer, as I know him as, from ESPN. Oh, right? no, wait, Christopher and, McDonald, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Kevin Ram, who's an actor, and uh, he lives in Jupiter, and he's an actor yeah. out of Hollywood as well, whatever. So that, everywhere you turn around, man, it's just somebody. But next thing, I says, what do you have? And he has a glass of red wine. I get a pint. He goes, Mom, we'll sit over here. And then we're just chatting and shooting the shit about football and life yeah. and... Ah, oh, class, man! Yeah, just he just, seems like a jet. Well, he he played for Kevin's as well. Yeah, um, when he was younger, I think my uncle he passed away there about two years ago. My uncle played. I think he was already the year behind him in Kevin's, or he did play he had with a nickname for a, Chippy. Yeah, and I initially just presumed because yeah. he always trained Chip Keeper or do whatever. But yeah, all he ate at Arsenal was chips. All he ate at home was chips. <laughs> chips. He come home yeah. and say, "Man, I want to play the chips, mommy." He's a I proper. He's the, a proper Northsider. Yeah. 
Proper North Sailor is right. All he ate was chips. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just do a little thing with guests. Yeah. Um, your favourite United player ever? Oh, Andy Cole. Oh, wow. Why didn't I, you come to the show in November? I, I was in France. I, oh, yeah. Gary, we would have... I, I love Andy Cole with all my heart and soul. Wow. I loved how he played. I felt he always had a raw deal with England. To be fair... Yeah, he did. You know, the Shearer era and, era and everything else, like it was tough, but I still always felt he had another 30, 40 caps in there that he should have got. Yeah. Just an absolute brilliant... Dude, yeah, and brilliant strike. He was a monster. My first email address is Yorkie Cole, Yorkie Cole <laughs> one at hotmail.com. I yeah. still have it. And in 1999, I was moving over to America. I went, lived in America for six years, but the first five weeks in America was, um, I sort of went to Orlando for a week, Daytona for a week to do yeah. a bit of rallying, and Tampa for a week. But when I flew into Orlando, the first person I met was Kevin Keegan, and I had. My Andy Cole jersey. Grode Lynch and me were there together, and I took I turned the jersey around. at Cole Cole's name on the jersey, and I thanked Kevin Keegan for selling us yeah. Cole. I think England went out of the would have been the Euros that day. They needed Sweden or somebody to win yeah. two 0 or lose two 0 whatever it was. Anyway. Ninety six was it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was ninety nine. So it was for the tournament in two thousand. Would have been oh yes, sorry, yeah, Euro never qualified. Sorry. He lost his job later that weekend, but. Um, I thanked Kevin Keegan personally for selling his Andy yeah. Cole. I just I met loved Keegan, him. right? And he's a lovely man. Lovely. Such a nice man. But my God, the anger and bitterness that he has still has towards United. Fergie. And Fergie. Wow. Yeah, like it's whoa. Deep. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. But he I would love it. Lovely, yeah. <laughs> but fuck me. He hates United. Jeez, I remember that game. Because obviously, you know, he played he played for Liverpool. Yeah. He's, he's a Liverpool lad. Um, and the whole thing with Newcastle so there's you know, a bit of history a there part of me a part of but he's me a lovely man nearly wanted them to get one like that Newcastle team was electric man yeah. can you imagine fucking Espria Gillina, they were good weren't Gillina, they what do you call the mad who are at the back he chipped Smeichel in a 5-0-1 La, uh, Philip Albert Albert jeez mm. that was so you know cool. what thank god Ferdinand. thank god they didn't sign Shearer that season as opposed yeah. to the following season, because they they would have they would have blitzed that league. They would have won it by fifteen. Was that 20 was points. that meltdown from Key? Was that the Liverpool four three game? Was it after that yeah. Liverpool four? No, it Polymer was. Got the winner. I think all? was it after that game. I'm not sure. No, I think Newcastle had won. They yeah. won a game. They'd won a game. Yeah, but yeah. United were kind of in. Yeah, but the league was the over then. You, I, I remember yeah. watching that going. Oh no! Yeah, it's all over for yeah. you. The <laughs> head's gone. It's yeah, yeah. So I was at the FA Cup final recently. Our most recent win, Palace, and um, oh, that was 2016. Was it? Yeah. Anyway, Lingard. I was I was a guest of the English FA. I have a friend in yeah. places, Misha. We lived and played together in Boston for years. But Misha works in the football world, does a lot with the English FA. So we were we were guests of the English FA for the FA Cup final. So we had the red leather seats at Wembley. Yeah. Players that weren't playing were kind of sitting up and around us. 
But before the game, I was having a pint with Rabo and Dennis Law was there. Yeah. York was there. Cole was there. I had a, I had a beer with Andy. Um, I don't think he was drinking, but he, like I was. And he Andy's was lovely. Dougie Friedman, weirdly enough, was there as okay, well. Okay, yeah. And I remember seeing Dougie Friedman going, God, you were a good player, you know. But yeah. I never knew until recently with all the yeah. chat about United that he is working in the football end of things at Palace still. But he was there and act loads of loads of other ex-Palace Robbo can go. Yeah. Robbo can go. Yeah. <laughs> that <Robbo>. man can. <laughs> yeah, he, he can sink a few pints. I played against him. Did you? Yeah, I played again in 2017. It was a charity, charity game. game um, behind closed doors in Old Trafford. I'll cut you in two. I was like uh, midfield, midfield yeah. battle with him. Oh, man. I was trying to shoulder. I was yeah. like, "What am I doing?" I just let him. <laughs> no, just let him glide. Just let him glide. Yeah, Misha actually, my buddy and Brian are very close because Misha used to work at Soccer X. Yeah, Rabo would have done a wee bit of work for them. The owners and Rabo were tight, and uh, I know Misha stayed in his house. I think a few times so he they'd be yeah quite close actually as well. And Pardew was my guest at the Chateau many years ago. He's, he's oh, a he, lovely... Yeah. I tell you, man, for somebody that really divides opinion as an asshole, you could not... I like him. I always liked you him. You could not yeah. meet a nicer man than Alan Pardew. He's a lovely dude. Yeah. He really appreciates his food and his wine. And he was in with me one day and he, he had breakfast and whatever. I used to work at the Chateau. At breakfast would be chef table style, I guess, be in front of me. Yeah. But Alan came up to the countertop, he came down late and he joined me and we we're kind of chatting football and and then I says, you don't recognise the voice, Alan? No. He goes, no, no, no. Should I? And I started laughing. I says, well, <laughs> do you remember you did that prick of a dance when Palace went 1-0 up in the cup <laughs> final? I says, I mean, I won't tell you what I called you now. I goes, I feel quite bad because you're a good dude. I says, but I, I got horse <laughs> giving you a few home truths. And he was fucking bent over. He was creased over <laughs> laughing, you know, so he was. And uh, and I says, well, that was me. He goes, he says, yeah. says there was probably another 50,000 along with oh, you. Stop. And I says, yeah, so... Good, good memory. What was your favorite moment? Favorite, favorite moment, moment of all time. Of all United time. Fan? Oh, it would have to be the Champions League final, twenty sixth of May, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. The winner. I watched it with a buddy of mine, Kevin O'Donoghue, in the Kings head in Galway. Two you were in Galway. I was. That so was my dad. I was. My in dad Galway. was. My dad was. Wor- his the construction company. My dad, our family yeah. business. Yeah, they were doing the. Um, Near the Spanish Arch, yes, they were doing construction work up along there. We did a con, you know, going and do the Congo, or was that the, yeah. that the name of the song? Well, we we he did a chain that bar. night that was on the RT News the next night, yeah, of this. They reckon it was six kilometers long through Galway. This, yeah, this dance. There was a bunch of girls from Munich in the bar. Me and Kevin got in around five o'clock, and I think by half five, quarter to six, it was one out, one in. King's Head was wedged, yeah, absolutely packed, big screen down, and United Munich are like United over there. You either love them or you despise them. Everybody else hates them, and unless yeah, you're Munich, course, man, yeah. everybody else hates them. And <clears> this group of girls were there, and they hated Munich or whatever. And uh, <laughs> and the crack was amazing, man. Yeah. So we were all there rooting for United, and it just went from the saddest position a human being could be in oh yeah to just deflation it was just unbelievable like that i i can recall so much about that Mm. night and that day you know amazing i don't think you'll ever experience euphoria like that oh especially watching sports sports is amazing sports is amazing yeah it it really is just 
like it can pull you out of the depths of yeah. you know a bad time it really really can that's why like let's wait you know with a couple of years let's see what Ratcliffe well, can my, do my wee girl was 10 <laughs> my wee girl was 10 on New Year's Eve and I always remember when she was born turning around and my wife saying that's it now that's the catalyst we'll be back yeah and she turned 10 on New Year's Eve and we've been shit from just before you know she was born and hasn't got good at all. It's, uh, bar, bar the odd. I thought when flash. my daughter was born, my my first born, you know, in twenty nineteen, I thought, yeah. this is it. You Isn't know, it amazing how long the streaks last. Yeah. <laughs> what well, we're we're ten years into it now. No, ten years into it. Hey, but I think I think we're going to see green shoots big time. I think so. I think that WhatsApp group is going to be a little more positive. Ah, yeah. I'm the one who always tries to chime in, as I said. I try, <laughs> ah, but, but he, you know, if you play him in that position, also just about Casemiro, uh-huh. Dave's going to put his, he's going to, he's going to say this again. Casemiro is not a number six anymore. He's a number eight. So if you play Mainu in behind Casemiro and play Bruno a bit more forward, a more that's a nice balanced midfield. Yeah. On Manu, by the way. Quality. What? You talk about bulking up. He's what, already bulked up. What a player. Yeah, he's unreal. It is going to be. He has the gliding feet of Figo. You know, a yeah. very different player. But Robert Perez had it. Figo had it. Yeah. Zidane had it. When they're running with a ball at their feet, yeah. it's fucking poetry in motion. But it's his he, timing. It's how yes. defensively good he is as well. He is going to be one of the most talked about talents in European world football over the next few years. I think he is a shoe-in. My co-host Damien would agree. Would he? Jesus, you know, what he was saying about him after the Everton game, I think he was mentioning, you know, the the clauses for the likes of uh, Pedri and Gavi at Barcelona. You're going to have to buy the whole fucking red half of Manchester to get this kid. First first call of business for Ratcliffe is get this boy on a fucking deal that's going to take a biblical offer to get rid of him. I have to say... He kid has is special, isn't he? He has all the attributes. I've never been as excited about a player for a long... I couldn't take my eyes off him yeah. in the stadium at the Villa game. Off the ball, on the ball, you name it. His yeah. running, his movement, scanning. I was just like... I was mesmerised and, by And him, dare right? I say, and I know he's a very divisive figure among Man United fans, but he's very like Pogba on the ball, isn't he? He's, mm. He glides like Pogba. Yeah. Except... He has more. He has defensive now, Sabella. Ah, yeah, yeah. But he is kind of, like, and he applies himself. He's Manchester. He's a local boy. He's English. Yeah, he's English. Oh, he's a local. Like so, I'll tell you what. If he plays every week, he'll go to the. Is it Euros this summer? One hundred percent. Yeah, he could. He could be in with a shout. Fucking ready, be in with a shout. He he's unbelievable. Before he's England are stacked. Before I leave you, we have another question. Your favorite jersey. Do you, do you have a favourite jersey? Or oh, I'd, I'd have to say um, definitely the old school one was Sharp. One of the I loved I well, loved yeah. Sharp sponsorship. Yeah, actually, the long sleeve version of the ninety nine when ninety nine was Sharp. No, ninety oh yeah ninety nine yeah. was Sharp. Yeah, the long sleeve jersey that I actually was wearing the day I met Kevin Keegan. Yeah, had the. The arrows down. The oh yeah, that was there. that was from ninety eight to two thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, man. I that's oh, that's iconic. Yeah, yeah. There's other jerseys that I liked. I loved the blue. The first time I met Pallister, you know, the first taste of beer I ever got was from Gary Pallister. <laughs> I know. I was up in the Mount Erigal in Letterkenny, 
And I went over and I got a picture with Big Pallister. I have it in my wardrobe at, at home. And there's there's a boy that I went to school with years later. I went to secondary school. Yeah. I don't even remember his name, but he was a year or two older than me, and he's photobombed the photo and fucking ruined it on me. But he's ah. out of his autograph book. But uh, well, he hasn't ruined it on me. But yeah, it's me and Pal. Remember at the table going, "Jesus, I'm fierce thirsty." He goes, "Have a drink, lad." And I put my hand down, but I don't think Pallister knew that I was fucking twelve or whatever it was. <laughs> and I just I took a mouthful out of his tenants, and I was like, "Oh, that's a piss," and I put it back down again. Yeah, and then I got and then I got a picture with him after my first taste of beer. Yeah, and last for a while. <laughs> <laughs> just one of two things I want to end on Ten Hag yeah what's your current view on on his position at the moment what um I I think he's gonna I I know a lot of Dutch people Dutch chefs they're very pig headed they're very direct what's their view on him down the line and I I think if they put somebody above his head, it might he might not like it. But I think it's needed. Well, um, I mentioned that in the group the other day, and I'm his I'm his biggest supporter. Yeah, I know. And I are, did put into yeah. the group that there was a rumor floating around. Muppeteers had posted on Twitter, who's very reliable with regards to information. He had put up a bit of info that um, Ten Hag wouldn't be having it if no. he had someone above him making decisions on transfers. And that for me is. You I know, think he'll lose his job. That, that's a nail in the coffin kind of... I, I think they'll want... I, I Look, I like him to an extent, but I have to say... Um, and Just I think, go I along think with maybe, it, I, I say. Think maybe you might have even said something to me. Like, I might have had a wee moment of, you know, I don't like criticising the manager. I do think he hasn't been backed properly. But then again, he bought Anthony, and that, for me, oh, is, no. is enough. that's enough... To to cost your fucking job right there, mm. and I really mean it. Like I hundred million. I, I'm like you're spending <clears> that kind of money bringing a fool like that. Like it was one thing if he just bought him off watching him play well. Like, but I mean, there's absolutely no way. And a lot of people say that Ajax did really well yeah. because Overmars was a, was the. But that's what I don't understand. Why is he? Why is it? Why is it? Why is he rumored to be against this when he, he had, had a, this kind of? Thing at Ajax. Well, Overmars, you see, would Overmars. be a Dutch legend as well, and maybe he had a lot of, you know, he had a, he had a good perception of him on a professional level. Yeah, he respected his opinion, and he was he was possibly already there. Overmars may have been the one that hired. Yeah, Ten Hag. You know what I mean? So it's a wee bit different in that sense. You know what I mean? He definitely won't like being uh, undermined. I mean, Ferguson works so well with David Gill. Um, yeah. but again he had the last say and I think you can still have the last say I think it is important a manager has to have oh, a, fair, yeah, absolutely. a fair deal of power otherwise it's yeah. everything is is all over the place not, ha- uh, not absolute power yeah, it's, it's actually a tough question right because I'm not I'm, I'm not totally blown away by him if you were to say right life or death you got to make a decision I'd sack him mm. yeah I'm sorry yeah. and simply because there's no identity to how we play, and he's there a mm. long time. Like there's I think, no... definitely give it till the summer. Yeah, definitely give it till the summer to see what what he can. Do. I know it's been atrocious. It yeah, has. It's there's, been. There's it's no, been poor. There's no rhyme nor reason. The other, the only argument I would have against that Al is if we're not looking like winning the league. I mean, yeah, you could argue we still get top four. Maybe it's a that's a possibility. The league. Yeah, that's gone. <laughs> no, it's not. Ah, Gary, it's gone. No, it's not. 
It's not gone until it's mathematically gone. <laughs> well, in that in that instance, like if you really felt that you were gone, I don't yeah. think it is. But if you did, if you did think it was gone, I would I would get rid. There's no benefit to keeping mm. somebody in. Let somebody come in now. Yeah. Get a feel for the club. Whoop de do on results. There's no pressure in the Champions League. Yeah. But you got to get to know the building. You got to get them to the know each other with injuries. As and well. you got to give them. Like, the preparation and who you're going to buy in the yeah. in the preseason is now. It, there's no point in wasting conversation with Ten Hag if you're sacking him in July. Yeah. It's a fucking waste of time. Yeah, and these boys won't waste time. No, they won't. You know, they're, he's they're, there now long enough that we should be playing. Their approach is going to be very cutthroat. Yeah, I think that's who who is there though. Like, who would you who would you now take as manager of Man United? I don't know. I don't like to. I mean, Graham Potter seems to be the favourite. I think. I think. I think Graham Potter worked well at Brighton. I think he worked well under that system. Is it Tony Bloom as the Brighton owner? Isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's Tony. Yeah, Tony Bloom. And um, I think he had a fantastic system there. He had great scouts involved, and you know he had them playing pretty good football. And De Zerbi came in and kind of just brought it to another yeah. level, if you could say. To me, Who else? Found him, isn't it? Like on hair off. Completely. I mean, you've you've Conte available. Hmm? Conte. Oh no Simeone. way! He's an arsehole. You know, Simeone. No S- Simeone, you'd have to poach always, away. It's always causing friction with the players, and you know, no way, man, no way. I think I ah uh, look. There's no point. No, there's no point talking about. Yeah, we'll I see mean, what happens. The other conversation was Pochettino. Like every man and his dog was crying for Pochettino. He looks like a fucking muppet at Chelsea. But that's it. They're 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 another story completely. Bowley I mean. has completely yeah. destroyed the structure. Like, that's of that when a billionaire goal. is a fool. Putting them on fucking seven eight year contracts. Yeah. Look at Casado. Yeah. Oh Shocking. my god, he's a shell of the player he was. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. Enzo Fernandez as well. Yeah. He's he. You wouldn't you wouldn't pay fifteen million for. I said I I said in the summer, after the Chelsea drew against Liverpool in Stamford Bridge I said oh the two top talents in the next 10 years now you'd be talking about is Enzo Fernandez and Jude Bellingham how wrong was I about one of them yeah he just he's he's not what but sure there's no motivation in them like they just seem no and this is the problem like you know when you, have all the, when you have all the money in the world I don't know I'm there's gonna, no self-respect in a lot no. of these boys isn't there not I'm just gonna wrap it up here Gary yeah. just to we've got Wigan in the FA Cup tonight Um, see what happens I suppose but um. What dish would you best describe this current Manchester United team? What food dish? <laughs> Mackerel. <laughs> Looks good on the outside, but it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Grilled mackerel. Grilled mackerel. That's what we are. Grilled, Grilled mackerel, mackerel with big lemon wedge, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, shiny. Looks amazing. And tastes like utter cack. <laughs> yeah. There you are. Gary O'Hanlon, thank you very much for coming on, pal. I really appreciate it. Pleasure, Al. And your podcast is Dishing It Out. Dishing It Out, yeah. And uh, I'd love to be a guest. you got to get me on. I'm get you I'd on. love to go on. In fact, I'm going to meet my co-host <laughs> now in five minutes and uh, we'll have you on, Let's. for sure. This has been The United Way, episode 21, the Ander Herrera episode. I don't know why people romanticise about him another story for another day he was grand he was grand he was grand like (laughs) Damien will be back next week folks Uh, and happy new year to you as well let's hope for a good result against Wigan tonight subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app